boys, is there a drink that like you can't drink anymore because you had a terrible, 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 terrible time with it? Do you have that drink that you just know you cannot have anymore? What is it? Oh yeah. Well, I should. How long do you got? <laughs> um, yeah, I was actually just talking about this the other day. Like, there are like I can't really drink, and um, I have a hard time drinking Coke or Pepsi. Like, period because of how much rum I used to put in it in like college and stuff that like now even the smell of like cola, just cola makes me think about being hungover. Ooh, that's a bad trigger. It's, it's rough. Yeah. There's just like flashbacks to not so happy mornings. Yeah. Ooh. For, for me, the trigger is, the specific type of alcohol. And that is no, none other than captain Morgan's parrot Bay rum. Ooh, that you get me within 50 feet of that. And I get just the smallest whiff. Forget it. Whatever I ate that day is coming back up. Cause that'll, that'll do it. That's, that's the alcohol of choice where or even just drink of choice that in like any type of like really, really bad beer like low quality beer. And I mean like the low Miller light and Bud light. I can, like I can struggle through those, but things below that, like if you put a natty light in my hand, natty ice, if you did anything like that low tier, Oh, I can't, I, I absolutely refuse to do it. I can't have that. Natty ice was gross when we were in college. Like that's the one thing about like, I don't think nat- there's never a time that natty ice specifically natty ice was ever good. It was just no. there. Yeah. 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 It's uh, it, it yeah, you're right. It was just always around. So you drank it, yeah. but like you never, you never felt great about doing it. No, you always knew something was wrong. You're like, there's something better than this that I'm going to discover in the next five years. Maybe. But there's there's life is better than this. Yeah. 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 One time I was at a tailgate and somebody had um, really bad pumpkin beer. And uh, it was like a tailgate. It wasn't Dan. It was not Dan that brought the pumpkin beer. No. Because um, be Dan great. would probably bring good tasting pumpkin beer. But there was pumpkin beer. It was not very good. And it was like the only thing to drink. And then so you're trying to like crush beers at a tailgate that's not going to work out very well. But then somebody showed up with a case of Natty and like they became the most popular person at this tailgate. So like situationally, I actually found a time when Natty was okay. Um, But uh, yeah, generally speaking, not the drink of choice. Also tequila, a little bit rough. And I credit my bachelor party for that one because uh, (laughs) I started buying shots for people and I didn't know it at the time, but like everybody was just dumping them out and I just kept taking them. And, uh, now it's, you know, that was a, that was a rough 48 hours after that last day. So that's a, another tough one on my end. Yeah. For me, it's uh Southern comfort. Ooh. Soko. Ooh. I can't even be near that anymore because of a story that I'm not going to tell on, uh, the brunch breakdown, because I don't want anybody to hear that story other than really close people and the people who were there who know how embarrassed, how how much I embarrassed myself at this time. But it's so it's Southern Comfort, SoCo and Lime. If anyone ever put that in front of me, 
I would just like, I, I think I might like disintegrate. And the reason I was thinking about this, cause I was at, I was at CVS and I'm walking through and I'm just like, Oh my God, there are people who drink lots of this. And then I'm looking at another thing and I'm like, I know that certain people can't drink, don't drink this. Some people don't drink this. And I'm like, man, there are people out there enjoying Southern comfort and I cannot relate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At all. Dude, those nights, those, yeah, I'm, they I'm happy. They ruin you for life. You never know it, but they can ruin, one night can ruin something like that for life. Yeah, it can. And the thing is, SoCo and Lime was like my go-to like cheap shot, like out. That was my cheap shot that I would always get, right? And now, I mean, I mean, honestly, wait, it's been like probably 10 years since then. Like, no, never again. If anyone puts Southern Comfort in front of me, I'm going to punch him in the face. <laughs> Can't do it. Yeah, that <laughs> well, one boys, I, haven't had since, I haven't had that one since college, I don't think. Yeah, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Leave it that Gross. way. You shouldn't. Keep it that way. Well, boys. Welcome to the Brunch Breakdown, uh, everybody. Thank you so much for listening and keep listening to the Brunch Breakdown because we've got a lot of stuff coming up uh, in the next few weeks that we are going to be working out. So if regardless how the election goes, we're going to have you in uh, good hands here with all the fun <laughs> stuff here at the Brunch Breakdown. And uh, <laughs> it's DD out here in California. Dan and Chris are in Pittsburgh. And we're all wearing jerseys today because uh, the Lakers are now the NBA champions once again. Maybe. And uh, LeBron James is from Cleveland, so Chris decided he wanted to join it <laughs> as no, well. This, is not, this has nothing to do with LeBron James, okay? I only root for just tragic uh, NBA franchises. This is a, an original Trajan Langdon Cleveland Cavaliers jersey. Thank you very much. Don't loop me into your business. I don't, I don't want any of that. <laughs> he doesn't want that taste of winning. No, not that championship. Get that out of here. Go earn it the hard way. No, that's yeah. not how I roll. <laughs> got Shaq in the background. I should put my Kobe jersey in the background. I wish I should have been more planned for this. Like this was not planned. It just it's ended just up happening. Planned. No. This way. Well, today on the Brunch Breakdown, we are talking NFL ratings, which are absolutely insane. They are the ratings king over every sport. But we're gonna but Chris has a very important question to ask every brunch breakdown listener about the NFL ratings. And then we're gonna get into the main course, which is 2020. We're in the fourth quarter. How will it end? I'm terrified of how this is going to go. <laughs> I have no idea how this is going to go, but I know I am absolutely terrified. Uh, but let's get this thing started with get it off your chest. Dan, get it off your chest, man. So, boys, recently I finally had the chance to watch uh, a film, uh, a documentary that's been trending on Netflix for, I think, a couple of weeks now. Uh, the Social Dilemma. If you haven't heard of it, it's... It's been very, very popular on Netflix, and I encourage everybody to watch it. It's very interesting how it goes into the kind of behind the scenes with the developers of mobile phones and specifically applications, all your apps on your phones. And it goes into people that have worked with Google, worked at Facebook, worked at Pinterest, high level people and their take on the technology they created and kind of how it's turned into a monster. Uh, I'm hoping that people can learn from it because it is it's insane how much we rely on our phones day in, day out, and what's being done on the other side to drive that. Fortunately for me, I was at least a little bit aware of some of these things that were going on. Working in marketing and advertising, have to understand how those technologies work, right? And it has become a little bit creepy, but it really takes it to a whole different level when you're hearing it from the people that have developed 
that technology. So I very much encourage people to find The Social Dilemma on Netflix. Um, it, it also tied in with today, my fiance left her phone at home uh, and she went into the office today and I told her, you know, do you want me to drive it down for you at lunch or whatever? And she was like, no, I'm fine. I could probably do without the distractions today. And I applaud her for that because if that was me, I'd be like, yeah, when you get a minute, you just hop on down. That'd be great. You know what I mean? Just to be disconnected from, and not that you can't go on Facebook on your computer uh, at work or whatever it is, or even Instagram or those different types of things. But, you know, to not be connected to your messages, Snapchat, whatever it is, there's just that constant always notification from your phone and to just step away. We've gone on trips where we have the phone bowl, right? And how that can just be so refreshing to get away from your phone for a while. So I'm hoping that this documentary will get people to be a little bit more like that and the less obsessed with their mobile device, uh, which also brings me around to something I brought to the Brunch Breakdown group chat a, a couple of weeks ago, the idea of having the AOL Instant Messenger away message and bringing that back as a feature on your phone. Now you have settings, right, where you can disable like the sleep mode or whatever, uh, that disable all notifications. So it just mutes it. But the away message could provide a, a, something a little bit more unique where if you're going to text somebody, they've got the little notepad next to their name, just like they did in AOL Instant Messenger. And you can see that person is not, uh, not, not with their phone. They're busy. They're in a meeting. They're on another call. It allows you to see that. If you do the disable notifications type of things, those people are texting you or calling you. They don't necessarily see that. Same thing if you make a phone call. It's not just your voicemail. It gives you that, hey, I'm away from my phone for an hour. I'll call you back afterwards. All your notifications for your apps, they all go quiet. Let's get back to the good old days of AOL Instant Messenger and the greatness of the away message. And the creativity of the away message was also fantastic. It started off as just very useful technology and how pe creative people got with it. There are plenty of things on Twitter and websites that, that are pay tribute to the great instant messenger away messages of all time. And I encourage you to take a look at this as well, but the social dilemma getting away from your phone. We talk about social media a lot on this podcast. Uh, so I encourage our listeners, our viewers to, to take a look at that. Take some time away from your phone, have a break, you know, don't let it be so controlling. Maybe we can get the AOL instant messenger away message to make its triumphant return and a much better year, a much better time. So boys, that's what I had to get off my chest. I like it. I love that idea. Um, <laughs> I just, that brings back so many memories of <laughs> like the away messages you used to leave. And like, there were even like the profile where you could put stuff in there. So anybody that like looked you up that could see like what your interests were, which I guess was like a precursor to like a Facebook profile. Sure. But uh, yeah. That would be great. I wonder how hard it would be to transition people to that, to like, not so much like to check it and see what the person is doing, but to like you as a person put an away message in and put your phone down and don't check that thing like that. that that's hard for people. Right, right. And that's what this social dilemma goes into that a lot where you put it down, you know, even if you disable the notifications you want to check it and you want to turn that thing back on just to see what you've missed. You're so eager to see what you've missed just to get people to break away from that habit. 
it's been driving a long, long time to where it's crazy. You go anywhere, people are constantly doing that. And again, it goes behind the scenes of the technology, how they're prodding you and getting you to do things like that. I've heard a lot about this movie. You're the first person that I actually respect your opinion. (laughs) Thank you. So so now I'm going to have to watch this thing. Because you literally are the first person who I have spoke, who like I actually respect. It's like, well, this movie is eye opening. Because other people, I'm like, maybe you got something from this movie. I don't know if I will. But yeah. now there, there are definitely elements where I mean, it wasn't shocking to me, right? And I think we all deal and dealt with social media. I think everybody thinks social media is easy to do because everybody can do some element of it, right? There is a completely other level to that. And I deal with that all the time in my career where people just think that it's something easier to do because they all have their own profile. But I think we all know it on a different level where, yeah, there are there are things in that documentary where, where we're probably all aware of it, maybe more so than other people. But again, I think with utilizing the people that were making that technology and the way that they're telling the story of it gives it kind of a different more unique twist to it so it's not it may not shock you uh but it's definitely some pretty fascinating eye-opening stuff nice chris get it off your chest all right guys well i hit a um i feel like a major dad milestone uh this past week um i now have a beer fridge (laughs) yeah baby all right and like it's a whole new feeling of of comfort and satisfaction to know that like you have your own fridge and it's just it's f- just full of beer. It's just like like that of of everything that's going on and like especially once you have a kid like the house is out of sorts sometimes and 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 things aren't where they should be but just knowing that you have that beer fridge and everything in there is where it's supposed to be. And you know, you can go there and get what you need at a moment's notice. It's a beautiful thing. I got to tell you, I feel really great about it. And uh, you're both welcome over to check out the beer fridge whenever you want. Um, But this is going to lead into, into an idea I have for the podcast because um, unrelated, we record this show on Tuesdays. And it gets uploaded on Wednesdays for people to listen and watch. Um, Tuesday, I have always thought, is the one day of the week that totally lacks an identity, okay? Monday is the start of the work week. Normally not great, but it has an identity. Wednesday's hump day. Again, normally not great, but it has an identity. Thursday is Thirsty Thursday when you're not in a pandemic. Uh, Friday is the beginning of the weekend and Saturday and Sunday are the weekend. But what is Tuesday? And I've been trying to, on my own, make up things to, you know, generate some excitement for Tuesdays. And I thought, now that I have my beer fridge and we're here every Tuesday talking to each other, we should find out some way to drink beer together. It doesn't have to be every week. It can be if you want to. It could be every other week or on some type of rotating schedule. But I think we should turn Tuesday into Brews Day. And I'm starting that out today with a beer. I love it. So cheers to you. Uh, the beer that I'm drinking is actually a beer that I think, that, where this is not, okay, this is not a promotion. We do not have a discount code. But I <laughs> yeah. think, yeah, I think, <laughs> 
This beer would be perfect because it is from Hitchhiker Brewing. I'll show this if you're watching uh, the brunch breakdown. Hitchhiker Brewing breakfast stout called Woke. When I tried this beer, it tasted. It tastes like brunch. It straight up tastes like brunch. It's fantastic, and it was, I thought, the perfect beer to have on a bruise day when I'm talking on the brunch breakdown with my boys. So, cheers. Here's to a good episode, eh? Cheers. I'm drinking rosé today because of the Bachelorette is back, by the way. Hey, there you go. super excited. Tuesday, it's Bachelorette Tuesday. But bruise day, I like it. We need to do something around bruise day. See, these are the things that we've got working for the brunch breakdown. But I like it. it. I love it, too. Uh, Chris, you mentioned Hitchhiker, one of my very personal favorites. Normally, I would have one of their beers up here right now. Um, you mentioned the beer fridge, and we I do have a beer fridge, and it terrifies me that you, what you said about once you have kids and that things get kind of out of array, then that, that's when you realize you needed a beer fridge, because like, what the hell am I going to deal with if I already have one? <laughs> Which means there's already not enough space for it. I think I need a third fridge, which is terrifying uh, because currently, gentlemen, I do love craft beer. My fiance loves craft beer, so luckily we can share that. Also, unfortunately, we have to we have to share that kind of. <laughs> I can't just go in there and grab what I want. Um, but as we've discussed over the course of the summer, a lot of these breweries have gone into to-go sales, right? And it's four packs to go, six packs to go. So instead of being able to go to the brewery and try it, it's got to commit to a four pack. So because of that, I gave a a quick count before we uh, jumped on the air here. There's roughly 214 bottles or cans of beer (laughs) in this house. Oh my God. (laughs) And that's, it's alarming when I put it into that type of quantity. because it's not like we don't drink it. It is not like we don't drink it. We do. But it's craft beer. You can't crush craft beer. You have to enjoy it. And you have to pair it right. Right, Chris? You had uh, a, a breakfast stout. You got as There's a perfect timing and a place for that. We love sours. You got to have a right balance with that type of stuff. The right time of day. Um, so I'm going to need you guys to come over here first. And help me get this quantity down. Because there's a serious serious problem developing over here that I'm worried about. Um, and to celebrate Brews Day, uh, I'm going to go with something a little bit different. Again, normally I would go with a, a hitchhiker, a grist house, one of our fine uh, local establishments here in Pittsburgh. But another Pittsburgh brewery, Rivertown, uh, this is a chocolate, and cho- a coconut caramel and chocolate stout, better known as the Samoa Showdown because, boys, cookies are number one. So we've got to get a cookie tasting beer here. Cookies are number one, uh, 6.7 ABV stout. So it's nice. It's smooth. Got those great taste flavors. Uh, Rivertown's Samoa Showdown. Cheers. I like it. I like it. I, I, you're going to find every opportunity to get your cookie ranking into these episodes, aren't you? Everyone. And I'm just going to... Hmm. <laughs> well, Dan... You, I currently have some extra room in my beer fridge. So if you, if you're going to buy some, you don't have anywhere to put them. Like you bring them over to my house. I'm fine with that. You that's, just, that's, 
that's good to know because we've already lined up, you know, all the beer releases come out like Monday and Tuesday for these local breweries around here. And we've already got at least uh, two to three, four packs lined up that we have to pick up this weekend. So we're in some trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Our drink. Wow. I, there are two things there. Uh, one, you're going to need a separate fridge for when, you know, when you and Shannon do have kids down the road, you will need a separate fridge just for your hap- for your happy place. Like, no one touches that fridge. Okay. Yes. You're not just going to be able to share the beer fridge. It's like you're going to have to slide off your own off to the side. She may not even know that you have a third fridge. You right. need that. Right. Second thing is you have a lot of beer in your house. Now I know how Shannon agreed to marry you. All right. <laughs> she may still not even know you guys are just drinking all billion cans of beer at your house. She probably doesn't even know she's engaged. But just Shannon, just- hey. Hey. <laughs> Venue that's, books. That's We're the partying. thing too. It's like when we do decide to have kids, and she then cannot drink beer for a period of many, many months. I'm not stopping. <laughs> Invite me over, man. I'm ready to go. Hey, I'm gonna need some help there, Chris. I'm gonna need some help. I got so. you. I got you. All right. <laughs> oh man. All right. Here's what I gotta get off my chest, guys. Um, I went to a mall recently, right? Oh, so right, mall. My, as I said last week, my uh, mother-in-law's in town. So my wife and I went out looking for like Laker stuff on Sunday. We just like tried looking for Laker stuff and completely failed because, of course, everything's gone anywhere. But we're like, hey, the mall down the street is like open. Let's go see what a 25% capacity mall looks like. So we throw our masks on and we're like, hey, let's find this out. And it's sad, man. It's real sad. Really? Here's the thing about it. And I feel, I feel really bad for clothing stores. Because I am a fan of Express, Gap, Hugo Boss, you go to Macy's, stuff like that. Because we have normally places to go, you know? You may have a wedding going up. You may have a wedding coming up. You may need to buy a suit. You may need to just buy clothes just to go out in because you're sick of the clothes that you've been wearing when you go out, right? There's no need for that. <laughs> like, right. we're walking through and it's like, oh, do you want to go in here? For what? Do you want to go in there? For, for what? I, like, I just wear basketball shorts. And t-shirts every single day. Like, it was already bad enough because, like, I don't have a traditional job where I have to dress up every day anyways. But, like, now it's just, like, I really don't have to do anything. And there's no, and there's nothing to look forward to that I have to go to. Because by the time I have to wear a suit again, my suit size might be different. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I have no idea. So, it just, it just to get that off my chest, clothing stores, like, I just feel bad for them because men and women none of us have to do that right now we will soon but like for it'll be like basically a year until we have to actually go like actively do this stuff again and actually like go shopping for clothes that aren't um that aren't of the athletic variety that's what i had to get off my chest yeah and like you know, just, I mean, everything, even like dance up with beer, like everything is so easy now because it had to be made so easy that there's really no reason for anybody to go to a store and like online returns have been made so easy that like you, you don't even need to worry about like, well, I got to go to a store to like try it on to make sure it fits. Like, no, you just, you don't have to do, you could buy double XL knowing that you don't need it. You just send it right back. And like, it's, it's so easy to do all that now that, yeah, like, Sorry gap i don't know what to tell you yeah, yeah. Dude, dude you're right it's crazy because yeah people aren't buying clothes for for work and 
anything social it's it's that time is starting to get cold it's like okay i need some you know longer sleeve clothes i need some some more jeans and things like that but it's like why what am i buying it for for who for what right it's just (laughs) it's it's terrible it's crazy what's happening to the retail stores like that um might be get some good deals out of it, maybe. You know, if they <laughs> check back in a couple of months when that same stuff is still sitting there and you can get it for cheap off the rack. But yeah, there's no reason. There's no reason to buy anything like that right now. Yeah. Like, and because the problem is, is like if you do buy something right now because you're like, oh, well, I see it for cheaper, you may not like it by the time you're able to wear it somewhere. You know what I mean? it's it was just a very weird experience just being like yeah i don't there's no need to walk in here there's no need to go in here also another weird thing if you have been to a mall recently is the capacity at stores like there are some stores that are like seven person capacity so there's like a line going around the store and you're like it's bizarre it's just it's it's a bizarre world we're living in right now we went to a mall not that long ago and there's like a bouncer at each store at each storefront right like spraying you down, making sure one in, one out. It's 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 weird. It's really weird. Hey, that sounds like creating jobs to me, though, because <laughs> now every gap needs a bouncer, and that's awesome. Yeah, be a gap bouncer. That be I want to be I want to be the bouncer at Baby Gap. That's what I want to be. <laughs> there it is. I think so. Dream job. Yeah. All the moms are just going to run you over, Chris. That's the problem with that one. It might be a dangerous job. All right. <laughs> well, uh, Chris, get us into uh, this topic. You're talking about ratings. The NFL crushed, just basically has crushed everything in the ratings. And you have a question for all the brunch breakdown. Yeah. So like Didi said, um, a report came out uh, today um, as we're recording this that the Sunday night NFL game – uh, went head-to-head with the uh, Game 6 NBA Finals, the clincher for the Lakers against the Miami Heat. And in terms of ratings, um, the Sunday night football game more than doubled the ratings of the NBA uh, series clincher, which is, you know, that kind of made, was an eye-opener for me just because, like, it's game, like, week four in the NFL. Like, that's, there's not a lot on the line as opposed to a, a clinching game in the NBA Finals. Um, so I just thought, you know, there were a lot of questions floating around about like, what does this mean about the NFL and all, you know, all this stuff and like, how popular is it? Are the other sports losing their, uh, popularity because of all this? And like, you know, we're recording this, like I said, on Tuesday, because of COVID, there is going to be an NFL game played tonight on a Tuesday. It's only the third time in the history of the NFL that a game has been played on a Tuesday night. And it just made me wonder, like, should the NFL for the sake of itself be playing every night of the week or should they, you know, they play Thursdays and Sundays and Mondays right now. Should they expand to at least uh, another day or like, because man, if they can, if they can double up a series clincher in the NBA, um, I don't know. That seems significant to me. So what do you guys think? Uh, they, you could play the NFL any day of the week if they wanted to. They could do it any day. Just because football is football is king. That is just what it is. In America, football is king. You could play it at any time, anywhere, because I, I feel like people, so many more people have a connection to football, and that has a lot to do with it. And also, football is a really short season. It's that one, it's that, you know, it's that it's one game you have to focus on. 
It's very regional sport as well. I think um, th- there's a lot of things the NFL has going for it. The fact that you, you know, anybody can play football basically from, you know, the time they're five years old until they basically leave high school. You can put, like, you can, you're not going to get cut. There are no cuts in football. Yeah. Like, so everyone has this connection to football. If you want to play it, you can play it. Basketball, hockey, baseball, those sports, you have to be good at them. So there's a point when you hit like seventh, eighth grade where there's cuts and you're gone. But football, you can play it forever. But anyways, no, I think they could play it every, 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 every day if they wanted to. Yeah, I think they could too. And I I feel like they know that. You're, you're right, Chris. It was eye-opening how drastic the difference was between the viewers of the Game 6 uh, and the, the NBA Finals and that Sunday night game. You know, a lot of that probably does have to do with who was playing, you know, and how that series was going and how that game went. <laughs> yeah. Up by 37 in about five minutes. And it was like, all right, I'll check back in for the confetti. <laughs> um, but, you know, not a lot of people got behind the heat. Maybe if they were playing the Bucks, they would have had a lot more viewers, a team like that. But I still don't know if they would have necessarily eclipsed a Sunday night football game. In fact, the NBA kind of, adjusted their schedule uh for game five which ended up being this past friday night if you went and how it normally would go with the days off it probably would have taken place on thursday uh but i think they wanted to avoid thursday night football as a conflict uh even though it was just a random thursday night game they said let's take friday that game that day will be all to ourselves um and then once you hit the weekend you can't really avoid football and as we know this week you couldn't even avoid it on tuesday if you wanted to try um but I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it because I think there is such a thing as oversaturation and not that all viewers would turn away. Uh, but I don't know if I would tune in for more NFL games if they were on f- five days a week versus the what three days a week that they're on now, even four days a week. I don't know if I would, uh, honestly, just because I think that's what makes Sunday so unique and so special. Right, you get that same feeling with college football on Saturdays. You get that same feeling with NFL footballs on sun on Sundays, and then Monday night football has always been uh, a namesake for for what it is, and it's got that special feeling too. That that one final game, uh, which is kind of why I, I'm hit and miss on on Thursday night. Um, you know, I, I they definitely could, they definitely could because all so you have so many games being played at the same time, and like you mentioned, Didi, this season is so short. So you want to capture as much as you can. So yeah, they could definitely be playing multiple days a week, but you know, I'm probably in the minority of saying that I wouldn't be tuning in for as many games if that was the case, but uh, they could definitely capitalize and just beat anybody in the ratings that they want and probably get more advertising dollars that way if they really wanted to. Yeah. Like I think from a business perspective with how all this COVID stuff is changing the shape of what the weekly calendar looks like in the NFL. I mean, I think they may find out that there are some hidden gem times that they weren't exploiting already that they might be able to exploit in the future. And like, from a business standpoint, I think if they, like you just said, Dan, if they can spread it out and get more advertising dollars, like they might be stupid not to, it would certainly be weird from like a game planning perspective to get teams like, You'd have to fit because it's already now it's like sometimes there are teams that play on Sunday that then have to play on Thursday. So you only have like three days of practice, which is weird. Um, so like if you played on a Tuesday night, like you wouldn't they couldn't have you play on 
Thursday, you'd have to play probably in the next Sunday. So like scheduling would be weird. Um, but I'm also with you and like, just like personally, um, I, so I'm kind of torn because a lot of the time, once football season starts on like Tuesday and Wednesday nights, I'm sitting around like, what do I watch? Like, what, what am I going to do tonight? Because I'm just like conditioned to like, want to watch the sporting event that's on. Um, so I'm actually kind of excited that there's a game on, on a Tuesday night that I like that. Um, I especially like when college football season gets real weird and like the Mac plays on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I love that. Um, but at the same time, like I do think the NFL is kind of like almost already approaching that oversaturation situation with a lot of people where, um, it's so in your face every day of the week as it is to begin with that. Like if you're bludgeoning people with it even more, it, it could potentially like long-term maybe not be a good thing, but I don't know. They got money to make. That's for sure. Yeah. I think they, I mean, they can do it. And there's no doubt in my mind that they have thought over and over and over about having games on Wednesdays and having games on Thursday, you know, having games on Fridays and all of those things. Cause I think the only thing the NFL has is like, they can't have games on Fridays. Cause they have like a, there's something that's in, it's like a real deal, like Congress agreement or something with Friday night football just being reserved for like high school football. Yeah. Which that's makes no sense by the that's way, because like, though. because like I've heard college, I've heard college coaches say that like they get really upset when they're scheduled to be on a Friday night because they don't think they should go up against high school football. I really think it's because like they can't recruit kids if they have to play, but like, yeah, still, yeah that's kind of. It's got to be that because, like, w- what are we doing on Friday nights? We're not we sure shit aren't tuning in to our local station or going down to the local high school football game. And that's such a small percentage of the freaking market. I'd probably watch games on Friday night, but because you, you've seen this a little bit where games that happen in December, once college football is getting into the bowl season and high school football is over, where the NFL will dip their toe right on a Saturday night uh type of game or, or you know games at that time slot uh that they can take advantage of so i think they they do it to a, a a certain extent but i think they definitely could expand more if they want to but but to your point chris i think they'd have to expand the season which they've already talked about doing i think it'd have to be longer because of the way you'd have to schedule these things for the players the players union would have to obviously agree to it but the only way they'd be able to do it is exp- but for them, the NFL wants the season to expand anyway. So it's just a part of what they want to happen. Yeah. It's more money. Yeah. yeah. If, if they spread out marquee matchups, it could work. Like it, it, they could make it work. I mean, scheduling wise, but I don't think they really care about the players that much anyways. Right. <laughs> so, I don't, so I don't know if that really has much to do with it. I just think like, cause if you put, you put your marquee teams on opposite, no, on separate days. Like if you put, do you see the rating for the Cowboys giants game? No. And they're both awful. Like they did like 25 million people and were like, it did an insane number broke some kind of record or whatever, like for a four o'clock game in New York or something like that. Like it's insane. Like I, I just, I, I can't get over that. Um, but if they just put, then you put the Steelers on Tuesday night, you put the Patriots on Wednesday night, you know what I mean? You put the Cowboys on Thursday night. Like if you just, if you separate the, the teams that draw the biggest, you know, the biggest ratings, like, yeah. It could work. I don't want it, but it could work. I think that's something they screwed up early on with like the Thursday night games. Cause they originally, it seemed like all the Thursday night games were like Jacksonville, 
Arizona and like, you know, these games, it's almost like they, they, they picked it. They're like, Oh, nobody wants to watch these teams anyway. Let's put them on Thursday night. It's like maybe get them like more visibility, but people are like, no, we don't care about those teams. And so now like every team plays on Thursday night, at least once. And now people are tuning in all the time. I don't know. It's interesting. Okay. Here we'll wrap this up with with my, my last question is like, what days, like, let's go through the week. Like, so there's already football on Thursday, Sunday, and Monday for the NFL. If you were to pick another day to have football that it's not already being played in the NFL, what would it be? Saturday. You had to pick. Saturday. Saturday? Yeah. Every Saturday, there should be NFL. All weekend. Hmm. I got a I got a hard no to that. <laughs> I think Saturday I want Saturday reserved for college. But. Right. I mean, it's the most convenient day, but I do too. I'm with you there, Chris. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Friday. Honestly, I'm gonna go with Friday. Screw high school football. Forget it. Forget it. I don't care. I get the uh, the the conflict it has with college football, but for pro football, that doesn't matter. It doesn't freaking matter. And by the way, those games last like two hours anyways. You're going to be home by the time the third quarter even starts. So relax. Uh, yeah, give me give me Friday Night Football. That's what I want. All right. I think I'm going to go Tuesday. I think I'm going to p- put it on Tuesday because then I've got between college and the NFL, I've got football on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday, we regroup. <laughs> And then we get ready for football again on Thursday. That's a, that's my call. No, I, yeah, Saturday, I think Saturday just, because I just like when there's a lot of stuff going on the weekends, you know, like there's been so much talk about ratings that like have kind of made me sick. Cause I'm like, I wasn't, I'm, I still was not in the whole, um, like you feel like you're in shape for certain seasons, right? It's like, okay, I know once after Christmas Day, I'm in shape to watch basketball. I'm ready to watch basketball, whether it's college or NBA, and I'm ready to watch hockey and whatever else is on. But like, I feel like at this time, I'm just in shape. I'm ready to, I'm trained to watch football. You know? I've never, I've never heard it put that way, but I love that. You know, it's like you're in football shape once September happens. You know what I mean? So, but having other things, I was never in, like, I'm happy that my team was in it. Like, I'm happy that the Lakers were in the finals. But if the, if this were Milwaukee or if this was Miami and Boston, I don't know how much attention I'm paying to it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm here for game one and then I'll see how it goes. I, so it's, you know, but we're all in football shape. We're trained to watch football and, Football's kind of the one sport that didn't get affected this year. And, you know, it's reaping the benefits. So shouts to football for staying the same during COVID. <laughs> sort of, because it's getting weird. But yeah, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy it while we still have it. Because, yeah. you know. <laughs> Tennessee Titans. Um, all right. Well, let's get into uh, our last topic today. Uh, 2020, we're in the fourth quarter. We're in the fourth quarter of this tough game. The ratings are through the roof. <laughs> boy, oh boy. All right. Yeah, everybody take a drink. We're about yeah, to dive yeah. in 2020. Okay. Give a little shout out um, again. Enjoy yeah. it. Um, how is 2020 going to end? Chris, 
How is 2020 going to end? Okay. Uh, I, I have a very specific prediction for you guys. So you ready? Strap in. Here we go. Okay. Um, we'll take it back to football. Just a couple days ago, uh, I was watching my favorite football team. We talk oh about, I mentioned them here quite a bit. The Pitt Panthers, um, love them. They don't always love me back. So I was watching their most recent game and as, <laughs> as it was unfolding, I was like, Oh, this is probably how 2020 is going to go. So for, I understand most of our listeners don't follow Pitt. Good for you. This is how the game went, okay? Pitt had to kick a 58-yard field goal to send the game into overtime, which they did. And then in overtime, to tie it and send it to a second overtime, all Pitt had to do was score a touchdown and kick an extra point. They scored the touchdown, and they missed the extra point and lost the game. And I feel like that, if I had to make a prediction for how the fourth quarter of 2020 is going to go, I feel like it might look something like that, okay? I feel like things are going to improve here over the next couple months. I feel like we're going to see progress with COVID, see progress with a vaccine, and things seem like they're moving in the right direction. But man, I feel like there's, I feel like there's one, one little hiccup left in 2020. I don't know what it's going to be, but I don't feel good about it. I feel like Every month it's been something. So 2020 is not going to let us go without like one final. Yeah. Or you're going to remember me for the rest of your lives. I don't know if it's like the vaccine gets stalled or if there's, you know, outbreaks during flu season or like maybe we were just talking about the NFL, like maybe the NFL season ends up getting canceled because of outbreak. I don't know. I, I just, I think something weird's going to happen, guys. I think it's, we're going to get some positive momentum and then, I don't know. I don't feel great. I really don't feel great. <laughs> That was so painful, Chris. The same kicker that made the most unbelievable field goal of his entire career yeah. missed the easiest kick that he has each and every week, the extra point. Yeah. Um, it brought me joy to read the game recap because I read that like if I were watching this pit game, which I watch lots of pit games, uh, it would have never happened like that. Like Pitt would have won. <laughs> Pitt would have absolutely won if I were to watch that game because there's no way I could get that much joy out of a pit loss. There's no like, like nobody, no, no one running the running the show up upstairs could have ever let me let that happen to me. But man, that was something fun to read. The other twist, the other twist was Chris was that after they kicked that 58 yard field goal to tie it and presumptuously send it to overtime, Boston College their opponent got the ball back with a minute and change left with like no timeouts. Pitt's got a great defense and they couldn't even stop them. And they had a chance to win it with no time left and thankfully missed a field goal. So there was even that little tease in there, that extra layer. It was just, man, if that's how 2020 ends, uh, uh, man, if you, if you want to dig even deeper into the parallels of Pitt Boston college and the way 2020 is going to end Pitt's quarterback, like broke his ankle during the game and like, did, I mean, he like he scored the touchdown to to in overtime to all you know all they needed was that extra point. He's like limping over the. He was just like us. He's just like the the regular American in 2020, like limping your way to the finish line, giving it everything you have, and then something that you can't control, like that man. It's just yeah. That's how I see it. I don't know. What do you guys think? What are your predictions for the the fourth quarter of 2020? Oh. 
I think it's more like this game ending, okay? So I'm a Cleveland Browns fan, right? Cleveland Browns fan. Equally and painful. This, <laughs> equally painful. Probably worse. And uh, this is what this is the game that I always think about whenever people are like, oh, man, the Browns are doing well. And I'm like, I only root for them to win five games, and then whatever else happens after that, we'll just see how it goes, right? Like, I can only get so excited about my Cleveland Browns. It's because of this game where – Matt Stafford scored a touchdown with one arm on an untimed down. Okay. He separated his shoulder on the play before and they called a roughing the passer penalty. Right. So on the, like there were no time left. So we, you know, untimed down, you get the play, the next play. So that's how the lions scored and they beat the Browns. And I was like, it's happened in 2009 and they got beat by a, <laughs> a one armed quarterback on an untimed down. That's when I was like, I'm done with this. I can't do this. I can't do this anymore after that happened. And I feel that is how 2020 is going to go. I think things are going to get better. I think I do believe I think the a lot of people are going to be happy. The president is I think the president I think we're going to change here. But then I also think that he may not leave the White House. He may say that it was fraud. So we're going to have to deal with a lot of that talk. At the end of 2020, I have a feeling that flu season is going to be bad and we're not going to know if flu is COVID or not. But then I think that, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of progression with the vaccine. Maybe they're going to say January 1st, the vaccine is going to happen. But to get to January 1st, it's going to be tough. And I think we're going to have lots of ups and downs and ups and downs to get there. And then, I don't know, New Year's Eve might be just super weird. We all may just stay home. Just everybody yeah. stay home. I don't know. It's, it's going to be a weird one. I've got some similarities in my theory uh, from what you were both saying. Uh, have you ever seen the movies Armageddon or Independence Day? Uh, <laughs> 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 not quite. Okay. Not at all. Dan? You're like, yeah, I kind of similar. Have you yeah. ever seen the world explode? <laughs> <laughs> So I've seen Nightmare on Elm Street. That's what we got. <laughs> I won't go that far. Uh, but how I see it, I, we're using all these sports analogies where it's just a team with no real future, right? Your quarterback is a, it's a rookie starting quarterback. You threw him in there. He's just shitting all over the bed. Nothing is going right. You're You're being blown out by every single team. And then there's just this one game late in the season. You got maybe four weeks left, right? The last quarter of the season's coming up. We're in the fourth quarter. So it's the last quarter of the season. And you're bringing in this veteran quarterback that you have. Maybe we'll, we'll give a shout out to our dude, Alex Smith, who made an unbelievable recovery to come back and actually played in an NFL game. If you haven't looked up that story. You absolutely need to, but you you bring him in just to see what you just to change just to change things up. You fired your head coach, you fired your general manager, a la the Atlanta Falcons this past week. You need to just make some change, and you start to see a little bit of something. You're getting blown out in games, but there's third and fourth quarters. You're starting to see some progress. You're starting to see some offense. You're starting to see some defense. You're really starting to see the team come together. Special teams making some special plays, not missing extra points, making those field goals, and you're getting a little bit there. You're not winning games, 
but you're seeing hope. And that is the key to next season. As a Cleveland Browns fan, Didi, I'm sure you can relate to that word and that, you know, that uh, idea a a lot where a season has been lost, but you're always looking forward to, okay, next year though, this is what we got. We're building off of this next year. So that next quarterback, that veteran guy, that new head coach, the new GM, new coordinators, you clean house and you're seeing just enough, just enough of that little bit of hope to say, we can be competitive. We can get back on top. We're going to have normalcy again in our future. We're going to have a vaccine. We're going to be able to get together. We'll be able to drink each other's beer without worrying where each other have been the last couple of days. We're going to see, we're going to see a little bit of hope towards normalcy. And that is how the fourth quarter will end. Maybe not getting that win, maybe not getting over the hump, but there's enough hope there to bring 2021 to make it a phenomenal year. Dan, see that right there is how um, I feel like that is how normal Browns fans feel. <laughs> you know, because and you and we have some, you know, like uh, like you know, like shouts to Pete, you know, shouts to Rhina, Ryan, shout, Rhina, shouts to Ryan, Ryan shouts to Dinah, <laughs> shouts to those guys. They all have a lot of hope. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to the Browns, you know, they have all that hope up there with the Browns. I don't have that. And that is honestly how I feel about America. Because I'm like, regardless what changes, I don't think anything is going to be better. I don't. We've got two eight-year-olds running for president. I, I does, is that Just say that's the new Browns head coach or the new GM. It doesn't matter. They've been terrible for 20-something years. Who cares? You know? I don't Maybe. see anything changing. Maybe Bears fans are better to relate to where you gave Mitchell Trubisky a shot. You know, it was a guy that you didn't really know if he could do it. You know, he had a little bit of experience doing something else and you gave him a shot and time and time again, he has let you down. So you sign someone that's been to the big dance before Nick Foles, you bring him in. All of a sudden you start winning a couple of games and say, okay, we got our guy for at least the next couple of years before his career runs dry. Maybe that's it. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I think, Dan, you missed an opportunity to run for president because I got inspired by what you were saying. And that's more inspiring than that's the most inspiring (laughs) thing I've heard. I have not heard anything that good from either of the candidates thus far. (laughs) But I felt like I was in the locker room at halftime. And and man, I'm ready to go in the second half. Let's go. Like, I don't know if anything you said is true, but I'm motivated. And isn't that all we want, right? We just want somebody to motivate us. Like, I don't know if what you're saying is true. Hope, realistic hope. Let's go. We got this. Literally can't get, never mind. (laughs) It's going to get better. It's going to get better. I'm not even going to say that sentence. Yeah. It's going to get better. Fourth quarter falls, baby. Dude, I am literally at the vaccine like it's Odell Beckham. Like, just give, you know, it's just that that one thing, that one thing that I want to go right, you know, See, it goes right every once in a while. Yeah. Team still sucks, but we get that one thing. Odell's the vaccine. <laughs> Odell's good for a highlight a game. Just give me the vaccine. I just want that one highlight. Everything else, you know, my hopes aren't high. It's going <laughs> to be going to be a wild finish. It's going to be a wild finish. I'm going to celebrate January 1, 2021 like it's been no other year just because we get to flip the freaking calendar because I've got 
I've got that hope. That's all. I, I, that's all I'm looking for. T- change, change the calendar. Rip the rip the sheets. Burn it. Throw that thing in the garbage. I can't wait. God, you should write speeches for Joe Biden. <laughs> like, I want to hear Joe Biden say that. You're like, just listen. Just rip 2020. Just throw away everything. Just burn <laughs> it. Do all those things. Start over again. We've got 2021, the year of hope. Wow. Listen, wow. Just got to get the, we got to get Dan's face on like, you remember the Obama hope and change? Like the picture? <laughs> Good God. All right, boys, let's get into what we are listening to. What are we listening to this week? I will get it started. Want to give a big shout out to my friend Ashton. Her band Almost Monday just put out their EP and it's called Don't Say You're Ordinary and uh, there's so many great good songs on this on this EP but Parking Lot View is the one that I want everybody to hear because I think this song is just great and uh, my friend Ashton works with Almost Monday very very closely and um, I just love to shout out Ashton because she knows more about new music and knows when it's going to happen and then dumps the band when everybody thinks that they're when everybody knows about them so um, big shouts to Ashton Almost Monday I uh, love the band Parking Lot View that's my jam I love that. I love that, Didi. I love that band. I'm extremely jealous of her that she has that connection to them and is known about them and just jealous of her life, really, in general. <laughs> um, she's bringing beautiful things together like music and tacos. I mean, fantastic. Uh, Almost Monday is amazing. Look, you're, you're right. You're doing everybody a favor by telling them about Almost Monday right now because they are going to be freaking huge. I am telling you. Their music is fantastic. I've seen them live, and those those dudes know how to put on a show and are really, really talented and a very young start to their career. Uh, I love, love that pick. Uh, I'm going to go with Youngblood, kind of an interesting character, interesting styles to his music. And I say styles plural because from one song to the next, that, you know, you never know what you're, it's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Um, <laughs> he's, he, he released a song called cotton candy this past week, uh, which will be off his up, upcoming album, which has the perfect tight, uh, album name. The album name is weird. <laughs> there you go. If you know anything about young blood, that's, uh, that's fitting. Uh, that comes out November 13th, but this song, it's really hit or miss with me on a lot of his music, but Cotton Candy, I really, really dig this uh, vibe. There's, it's kind of a pop, catchy bass line that drives the whole song. Um, he does a little bit of harmonizing with the lyrics. Uh, kind of a good summer into fall type of windows down jam uh, that you can that you can put on when you're heading home from work, that type of vibe. So check out Cotton Candy from Youngblood. It's a good one. Nice. Um, I am going to go with a band uh, called Hot Mulligan. Uh, They put out a new album called You'll Be Fine. And um, they're a band I'm a a really big fan of. They have a little bit of a different sound. Um, It's it's pretty gritty. They have really uh, melodic instrumentals, but their front man... Uh, Nathan Sandville, he has a voice that um, you're probably familiar with, you know, it just in the alternative genre. Um, sometimes, you know, when you get higher in register, it, it, it kind of breaks and cracks and, and and you get some of that almost um, not like screamish, but just just a grittier sound to his vocals that 
Uh, I think it really works with with the type of music they play. So um, I'm going to put a couple songs from them on the playlist. One that's more melodic and one that's a little more gritty. So the melodic one is here. Weird names. This one's for you, Dan. Uh, the name of this song is Green Squirrel in Pretty Bad Shape. <laughs> that's the more melodic okay. one. And then uh, Backyard is the other song I'll put on there. Uh, it's a little bit more more gritty but yeah hot mulligan this week um i've enjoyed listening to their new album green squirrel in pretty bad shape yeah i saw you write that down yeah yeah i had to write that down <laughs> by hot mulligan hot mulligan you wow. kept just, that is, you just kept saying gritty good. you just kept saying gritty and all i can just envision every time i hear that is the flyers mascot in his twitter it me gritty <laughs> <laughs> best mascot in sports by the way i hate to admit it but he's awesome i know no, it's amazing. All right, uh, second one, Dua Lipa uh, just put out a remix to her song "Levitating with the Baby," and Dua Lipa, the baby, didn't really think it was, especially on this song because this is like regular because the song on the albums, you know, it's just as good. It's the same song basically. Um, didn't think he would sound good on it. Sounds great on it, and just makes the song even more of a jam. And it is very unfortunate that we can't be somewhere together listening to the song because it's just a i mean it is just a jam so dua lipa levitating featuring the baby love the song dude i remember seeing that and the track listing and i thought what like yeah. how is this going to work it's amazing how they you're right she made they made a great song even better it's on the wedding playlist it's oh yeah we've got till 2022 that song will still be great then it's really really good he sounds amazing on that track i love that yeah. pick uh, my next pick is going to be from B Miller, um, who's really, you know, in a, in a young in her career, she's only 21 years old, but she was a contestant on X factor years ago when they still played X factor in the United States. Didi, you and I remember talking about her. Uh, she still, she didn't win it. She didn't even come in like the top three, but as a, uh, a young teenager, you could just see and hear the incredible talent that she had and if she kind of found her groove and her personality that it could be really special and she's blown up from uh, from then and and really really done an amazing job has an incredible voice uh she's got an upcoming ep called elated coming out later this month uh and she dropped a, a track from that called wisdom teeth which again as she's developing and kind of getting used to how her career is going to sound um, this song gets me very, very excited for what's next for B. Miller. Uh, it's kind of a pop, hip hop, and even EDM mix and feel to it. Uh, it's very kind of a groovy type of song. So Wisdom Teeth from B. Miller. Check that one out. Um, I have, okay, so the Sounds of Brunch playlist uh, sometimes sends me down rabbit holes and I hear artists that, like, I have no idea who they are. So you guys, tell me if you know who this artist is. Arizona Service? Surveys? Does it ring a bell at all? No. Okay, no. well, great. Here's a nope. new song for everybody. Uh, the song is 24. Um, I don't know, man. It's just super catchy. It's got an awesome beat. And like I said, like it, if, if we ever needed a, a commercial for why you should listen to the Sounds of Brunch playlist, one, it's great music, but two, like the station that comes from that playlist can send you to fantastic music. And Didi's looking like he knows what I'm talking about now. Yes. I know what you're talking about. Like Roxanne is that's, that's the Roxanne guy. 
Roxanne, Roxanne, all you want to do is put on You know, I'm mumbling the words, but like, yeah, yeah, that's him. Because I was like, I know, I, I know this name, but yes, that is him. Yeah. Well, and then I listened to a little more of his music and, and uh, some of it's pretty good. So I really like the song 24. I'm going to put it on the playlist this week. But yeah, listen to the Sounds of Brunch playlist, people. It's very, very good. Not only the music that we select, but the music it sends you to. Yes. Good advice. Nice. Thanks, Dan. I like that. I like, dude, that, that's good. I like the, the music that it sends you to. Yeah. Just like brunch. Brunch is going to send you to another, to a great place. Yeah. Right. All right, 24K Golden is my last one. Uh, it's, uh, his, that's his name, by the way. I forgot. I should probably preface that. Like, that's 24K Golden is the name. The song is called Mood, and it is a huge song of the country right now. I absolutely love this, this song. It is just jam, 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 jam. Why? Did you have this on the playlist already? <laughs> it's from Chris, but Didi. I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm going to go back. It's like maybe four or five episodes ago. Uh, I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. I knew it. See, I don't even worry about that because it's fine. Like if a song's that good, it deserves to be back on the playlist again. I knew this was going to happen. If anybody's going to happen, it's going to be between songs that Dee and I listen to more, more likely than not. But, you know, you'd think that dude would pay a little bit more attention. I knew this was going to happen. It's a great song. I love it. Yes, it is a great song. It's a great song. And I had a feeling. I was like, I'm pretty sure Dan has put this on the playlist before. <laughs> I was very nervous about saying this. I was like, I'm pretty sure like this Dan had this on. And you did. So um, just like I, we did this a couple times when uh, the first go round with the brunch breakdown. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I apologize to you, Dan. No, 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 no. I've thought that too. And you know what? I've thought, I'm not apologizing to anybody. Just because I'm listening, just because Dan was listening to it five weeks ago doesn't mean I was. Now I'm listening to it five weeks later. It's what I'm listening to. It's not what Dan's listening to. It's what <laughs> it means he didn't listen to our own playlist. That's what that means. <laughs> didn't you just have this happen with your wife, Chris, that she recommended a song that you put on the playlist like a week later? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but she's not on the podcast, so I. Yeah. That's a little bit. That's more okay. Again, it's not what Katie's listening to. You know what I mean? It's what Chris is listening to. I think it's not what Dan's right. listening to. It's what I'm listening to, and I'm listening to 24K Golden Mood. <laughs> if you haven't heard it, check it out. Which you have. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Dua Lipa and the Baby. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with a EDM trio that you've probably heard, been familiar with some of their songs, uh, over the past couple of years called cash cash. Uh, they put out a song, they've been collaborating with a lot of great artists that you actually may not have heard of and including, including, uh, Georgia Koo and their song love you now. Uh, it's a really, uh, it's a really catchy song. Um, Georgia Koo, who, like I mentioned, you probably haven't heard of. She was more of a, one of those stories, again, where she started as a writer. Uh, she wrote for Dua Lipa. She actually wrote for Dua Lipa. Oh, man. I love it. Uh, Fifth Harmony, Rita Ora, artists like that. By the way, bring back Fifth Harmony, please. All of them. Let's come on. Come on. That, we're going to have a Fifth Harmony playlist, just them, one of these days. Uh, anyways, uh, she, ha- she lays down a really great vocal track for it. Uh, 
a really upbeat kind of uh, there's a great electric bass beat uh, full of synths and a, and a fantastic break breakdown, which is what you want in an EDM song. These are the songs that we should be hearing out uh, in the club when we used to be young and used to be able to go to things like that and hear them in places like that. So Love You Now by Cash Cash and Georgia Koo. Solid. Um, it's me now, right? It is. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, real quick from the playlist last week. Uh, Didi, thank you for putting Big Sean back on it because that album happened and there was so much to try and listen to on that album that I don't know if it like got daunting or something, but I kind of just like, I ended up listening to other things and totally forgot about it. So that kind of sent me back down the rabbit hole. You put, why would I stop on the playlist? Um, and I worked out to it and I agree pretty darn solid, uh, for getting in a good workout. Um, and second, the more I listen to Vin Diesel, the more I like it. And that makes me really upset. Yeah. I don't, you know, it's like almost like there's, you'll hear people say like, well, if you, if, if you tell the same lie enough, you'll eventually believe it's true. <laughs> you know, like I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm lying to myself that it's good. And now I'm like, just believing that it's good. And, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, but I guess it's going to be on the playlist again next week. So uh, my last one for the retro replacement is another artist that I feel like we kind of slighted last week. Didi talked about how he would take Jason Derulo's top five over Justin Timberlake's. And man, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. We know that he listens to the podcast. I don't, I'm sure he didn't appreciate it. So uh, Justin Timberlake and Timbaland carry out. We're going to put that on the playlist this week because he deserves the respect that he deserves. That's a good pick. There you go. I already hear the good. beat in my head. Like that, that song okay. is, whew. Yeah, so good. Man, that is put, a good song. You put that and Vin Diesel in the same place. You're good to go for a nice fall weekend. Told you. Vin Diesel's never leaving the playlist. Not going on. What yeah. happened? Until we find a replacement for Vin Diesel, somebody that can take that honor, he's on there. <laughs> oh, and Dan, you mentioned <laughs> Dan, you mentioned Cash Cash. They have a song with Nelly called Millionaire that is pretty darn great. And uh yeah, because Nelly sneakily has like some jams that like no one's heard of yeah. that we played on Radio Disney <laughs> in the past like four years. And I'm t- and it's just like all of a sudden it's like, wait, Nelly's on this song? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and so we're putting Millionaire by Cash Cash on uh, Cash Cash and Nelly on this uh, on this playlist too because for sure it's a song that I feel like more people should hear. I'm not saying it's the greatest song ever made. I'm telling it's just it's just a good song. Like it's and it's got Nelly on it, and you know, just out of Nelly still makes music, guys. Anything to get Nelly back on the playlist. Down with it. Hey, anytime. <laughs> well, boys, this has been another edition of the Brunch Breakdown. Dan, tell everybody where they can find all the Brunch Breakdown content. All the beautiful Brunch Breakdown content. Uh, speaking of the playlist that we just mentioned, uh, follow that playlist on Spotify. Uh, just by searching Sounds of Brunch, we tweet it out every Friday for your weekend, but uh, it's ready to go. Follow it so you don't have to do any searching. That playlist, the Sounds of Brunch, is always there ready for you and updating each and every week. As far as the podcast itself, you can find it anywhere that you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, 
Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, anywhere, everywhere that you can find us. Uh, the full video episodes are also released every Wednesday, the same day that the audio tracks are released, and you can find those on our YouTube page and on our Facebook page uh, as well. You want to check out our other social media pages. We're available, including Facebook, also on Twitter, also on Instagram, at Brunch Breakdown. You follow us, we follow you right back. I love it. Boys, it's been another one. See you guys next week at the table for more Brunch Breakdown. Peace.